Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 161. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back. Welcome back to the roller coaster because we're up, we're down, we're upside down, we're feeling all the feels and leading real lives. There's no shortcut to success, my friends. No shortcut to a life of fulfillment and freedom. We have to experience the full range of human emotion. That's what gives us context. When we recognize the highs, when we experience the lows, when we overcome them and realize they didn't kill us, when we have gratitude that most of our human experience is not in the lows, it's somewhere in between. I was talking with fellow women warrior healers about my deployment to Iraq. I left at the beginning of my son's kindergarten year, returned halfway through first grade. And as I look back, it's not as bad as it could have been. I went on a training exercise a few months prior to Fort Polk, Louisiana, and one of the nurses who was also deploying with us, she was still breastfeeding. She was pumping in the field, trying to maintain her milk supply so she could have the last few months of feeding her infant. I was coming up on five years with my son and so thankful for the time that we had together, thankful that I wasn't leaving an infant because I could imagine her pain. The full range of the human experience, thankful for the problems I have, compassion for the problems I don't have that I may or may not understand. The human experience, it's just funny sometimes. In real time, my mind still tells me I'm doing it all wrong. And when I look back a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, I realize I was going in the right direction. I was going fast enough. It was good enough. I was moving in the direction that is forward. Ah, that's my work. To stop judging and labeling in real time. To believe in enoughness and to be enoughness. I'm going to say that one more time. To believe in enoughness and to be enoughness. Enough with doing more, doing over, doing until it's better. It's about being and specifically being enough. So welcome back to another adventure. (laughs) Before we go any farther, it's been a while since I've shared what's happening in my life. First, it's cold in Texas. And by cold, I mean it's in the 40s. At least that's the low temperature. Freezing here. Warm compared to other places in the country. Second, I just returned from a wonderful weekend with Women Warrior Healers. We were in Sedona, Arizona, and what a beautiful place, beautiful energy. A huge shout out and thank you to our host, Dr. Connie Mariano, to her friend, Dr. Chris McKenna, and to fellow women warrior healers and dear friends, Dr. Jillian Rigard and Dr. Lori Bosch. Such an honor to be with you all. If you're a woman and a physician or dentist, and you've either served in the U.S. military or you're currently serving, join us in Women Warrior Healers. It's an incredible group, and the link is in the show description. All right, third. I can't remember if I shared this before. There's another community for women who are physicians or dentists. This one's called Emerge, and it's hosted by Dr. Don Sears and I. 
The community is kicking off January 1st. The link to join also in the show description. Fourth, (laughs) I'll be speaking at the Physician Coaching Summit in San Antonio, November 6th through 9th. If you're a woman physician and you're either attending the summit or you live in San Antonio, message me. Hello at georgemdcoaching.com because Don and I are thinking about having a meetup and it'd be super fun to meet you. Finally, we are entering the last two months of 2022. Can you believe it? What a year it's been. And it's not over. There's plenty of time for more adventure. Speaking of which, my business is evolving. (laughs) Thanks to the ACE conference, it's clear how much I love events and experiences. So I'll be focusing marketing and messaging to those who are creating experiences for physicians. That means conferences, gatherings, virtual events, courses. And what we'll do is we will create an experience for the person that you can help and for you, the creator. With words, with marketing, with fine touches for the event, it'll be so much fun. Okay, now finally, happy one-year anniversary to my son and his sweet girlfriend. (laughs) Wishing you so much joy in your relationship. Enough? Definitely enough. (laughs) Moving on to today. Do you know what we're talking about? Becoming a receiver. And not just a receiver, but a gracious and abundant receiver. And I'm not talking football. Although it is football and we do live in SEC country. That's what it is. SEC country. Being a receiver. So many high achievers are givers. We often give more than we have. We look for needs like others' needs, and we look for how to find them, how to fill them, how to overfill them. We delight in giving. And we all have plenty of people in our life that love our giving. They don't want it to go any other way. But today isn't about giving. You already do that. It's about receiving, which means being given to. First, let's go over the definition. There's four of them to choose from, at least four common ones. To take into one's possession, to have something bestowed or conferred, to have delivered or brought to one, and to get or be informed of. We're going to use the first one, to take into one's possession, and apply it to anything. So receiving can be compliments, feedback, instruction, tangible gifts, Receiving can mean experiences, guidance, anything in which you need to open yourself up to. We're covering this because giving is not receiving. And giving and receiving for the high achiever, they're not equal. Givers aren't automatically receivers. Take a deep breath with me. Oftentimes, givers are terrible receivers. I say it with a lot of love. It's me too. We know how to give. We know what giving feels like. We like that feeling. We like what it offers someone. We like to be in control. And giving is one of the ways that we do it. We control our emotion. And in fact, we influence other people's emotions. We don't know how to receive or we don't know how to do it well. And when it comes to giving, sometimes I am a bully. And I did it recently. It was about making a spending decision I wanted to give. I wasn't open to receiving. I was really pushing the conversation. 
directing the conversation, deciding how it was going to go, completely unfair. And the next day I came back to the conversation and asked to have another conversation acknowledging my bully behavior and worked to not control and being open to receiving, being open to listening, being a better friend, essentially. So why don't we receive well? It's because we like to be in control, especially of our emotions. It feels good to give. We're used to it. It's comfortable. It's a source of delight. Or if nothing else, it eases our conscience because we can tell ourselves, I gave it all I had. There wasn't anything else. That's just another example of easing our conscience. There is a vulnerability associated with receiving and it catches us off guard. It challenges our worthiness. It challenges our enoughness because we can find many reasons why we aren't worthy or good enough. We can name others who are more deserving. We can decide for others how they spend their time, their money, their emotions, and that it shouldn't be on us. Step back for a moment and really hear these words. Receiving challenges our internal belief on if we're worthy, if we're good enough to receive. And people I love, they have a brave face, a generous heart, and they doubt their worthiness. Many doctors I know and respect, brave face, they give until it hurts, and then they give some more, and they doubt their worthiness. To receive means to be open, to accept, to allow in, to allow yourself to be seen. Your real self, your enough self, your imperfect self. And for awareness, we are all imperfect. But it's so much easier not to. Not to receive, not to be seen. And it's so much easier to believe that you haven't earned it and you're not worthy. It's easier to make a joke and turn away. It's easier to put the defenses up. It's easier to pat the head of the giver and say, oh, that's so nice, completely deflecting the sentiment. My friends, this is what we do. We do it, at least we think we do it with a gracious heart, and it's all well-intentioned, but hear this today. Being a poor receiver hurts others. It harms others. It keeps others out. It keeps us walled off and protected in our own state of not enoughness. Being a poor receiver tells others that they are not good enough and that what they want to give is not important. What they observe and want to share isn't significant. That's what we tell them because we're a poor receiver, because we don't believe we're good enough. Being a poor receiver reinforces the lie we tell ourselves. I haven't earned it. I'm not worthy. It's too soon. I haven't done enough. We believe those lies. We just buy them over and over. And those are the lies that we tell others when we half-ass receive, or we receive but we don't believe, or we receive and we just play it off. We reflect to others what we feel about ourselves, And then we encourage them to believe it about themselves, that they are not good enough. They are not worthy enough. They are not deserving. Ironically, it keeps the people who only want to receive in our lives, not the givers. I smile thinking about it. We keep some people in our life who just want to receive because we just want to give. They don't offer anything in return. And we tell ourselves, oh, I don't need anything. It's fine. But really, it's I don't want to be seen or be vulnerable. It's easier just to give. 
We create our own reality. But today isn't about blame or shame. It's about understanding ourselves in a new way, understanding where the actions come from so that we can analyze and break free from them. They're simply holding us back. And again, it really does hurt others. I'm creating a small group experience for this spring to be in an environment with others who are calling themselves to a higher level of living, giving, and receiving. And one of the intentions that's really important and really clear is that this isn't for those who are only willing to give, that anyone who attends this event has to be willing to give and receive. It has to work both ways. It's not easy, I know, but you can be better. I can be better. We can be better. And it's pretty simple. It starts with being honest with yourself. That means recognizing there are emotions associated with receiving, followed by stepping away from your default patterns, discounting, pacifying, pretending, hiding, so that you can allow yourself to be open to the experience. It requires trust, trusting yourself that you are worthy, you have done enough, you have said enough, you are enough, so that you can say a genuine thank you and recognize the thoughtfulness, express how it touches you, share why they matter, the giver that is, why this matters, and allow yourself to see what it took for someone to give, to see their experience in giving giving their time, their energy, the planning for whatever the gift is and allow yourself to be moved. Being a great receiver means allowing yourself to be affected, which means not having to take control, not shutting down emotion, not kicking people out of your personal space, not hiding or pretending and not rushing out to reciprocate or one-up the giver allowing yourself to be affected by the experience, allowing it to reinforce what is right about you, about the relationship, about the giver and the situation. Being an abundant receiver means having as much joy as you would have in giving and allowing your heart to grow without you having to be any different, which means allowing yourself to be. Do note there's a difference between taking and receiving. And you can feel it just between the two words, right? Taking, receiving. To be an abundant receiver, you have to believe that you're not taking something that doesn't belong to you. You have to believe that the other person would only offer you something that they truly want to give. This is mindset. Developing the mindset, which means developing the beliefs of an abundant receiver. Here's the simple formula. Again, we can all do it better. Be honest with yourself. Recognize the emotions as they come up. They will come up. Step away from the default patterns, you know, the ones that cause you to discount or pacify, pretend, go hide. Allow yourself to be open to the experience, which means trusting yourself. You are worthy. You have done enough. You are enough so that you can say a genuine thank you and recognize the giver's thoughtfulness, express how it touches you, share why they matter, why this matters. 
and allow yourself to see what it took for someone to give their time, their energy, their planning, their resources, which means allowing yourself to be moved. Being a great receiver, it requires practice, just like greatness in anything. Notice that you feel, identify what you feel, see what's causing it, and then focus on the giver and what they're really offering to you. That's how life changes. When we stop catering and shutting down to the negative emotion that continually tears us down. When we allow ourselves to be touched by others' words, their gestures, their intentions, and their gifts. When we allow our heart to grow. When we stop demanding to control the situation and control others. And we simply be. Be enough. Be gracious. Be touched. Be joyous. Become an abundant receiver and add a new level of richness to your life. You will be amazed by the experience and it will take your relationships and your giving to a much higher level. My friends, I am sending you so much love. Check out all the links in the show description because there's lots of fun going on and I'll see you next time. Ciao.